Last Christmas, Susan Glover got a Union Jack from her boyfriend. Glover is a San Diegan of 30 years who immigrated here from England. However, her British flag was too much for Carmel Valley Homeowners Association. She received a letter demanding she take the flag down from her house. Glover's response? Hell no. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. John Wilkins, you're a features writer for the Union Tribune, and recently you had a story about an interesting conflict between a homeowner and her homeowner association. Why don't you explain, why did this conflict begin? Well, so it involved a, a, a British-American woman uh, who lives in Carmel Valley in a uh, HOA, single-family home HOA, and uh, at Christmas time she got a British flag from her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and she decided she would like to fly it in front of her house. And what happened next with the neighbor? Well, so what happened is uh, just recently she got a letter from her HOA uh, that said she had to take the flag down. The violation notice said only American flags permitted. So what are HOAs allowed to do in these kind of situations? Because this does seem like an odd overreach when you first hear about it. It does. And, well, part of what makes the HOA such a fun uh, fun thing on the Internet, at least for many people to criticize, is just that their rules can seem so ridiculous. And mm-hmm. partly what makes them seem ridiculous is how confusing they are, and they vary from, vary from uh, association to association. But a lot of it has to do with um, trying to keep the homes looking uniform so you protect the property values and you just keep the places looking nice. That's what it all stems from. So when uh, this woman got this letter saying she had to take the flag down, what was her reaction? She was not happy. Uh, She's an attorney uh, by a profession, a divorce attorney, so she's used to conflict, doesn't walk away from it. And her initial reaction was, this is ridiculous. The flag is not coming down. Mm -hmm. And she refused to take it down. So then what were the next steps she took? Well, so the next step she took was to send an email to the uh, to the board basically saying, uh, do you guys remember this thing called the First Amendment? And then she has been waiting to hear from the board. And at the time we published the story, uh, she had not heard anything from the board. She was asking them to point out what exact rule it was that she was violating. And this kind of brings into question what HOAs are allowed to do. Why don't you kind of explain some of the legal limits of what is and what isn't allowed to be regulated? Oh, boy. <laughs> How much time do you have? <laughs> uh, I mean, it, sort of, it gets into some complicated areas uh, in terms of what's considered a common exclusive area, what, what part of the structures are, uh, are private for the homeowners. So the rules kind of vary from place to place, and it's really not clear in this one what rule exactly it was that she was violating. But there have been controversies over American flags and mm-hmm. other banners in other Association. So rules keep getting changed almost every year. New uh, rules get written into the state code that governs HOAs. And in general, there's a rule that says um, HOAs can't prohibit non-commercial flags and signs mm-hmm. uh, from being displayed by homeowners. But there are some restrictions on the size of them and where exactly you can display them. So it all kind of just depends on what the rules say for a particular HOA. Yeah, it's one thing, like, imagine if this was, like, a pride flag or, like, a Gadsden flag. This would probably be an entirely different conversation if it was that that was being argued over. Right, and, I, you know, I heard a couple from a couple readers who said, yeah, we get it, but what if, what if somebody were flying a swastika? What would you do? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's, that is another uh, conversation and another extreme uh, sort of example of it, but it does bring into question what exactly are our rights 
in a community like that? And um, how do we uh, how do we display something that isn't offensive, or should we even bother whether it's offensive to somebody else? Do we have a right to fly whatever we want in front of our houses? Certainly, and depending on where you live, the people that agree with that you know, maybe on one side or the other. It's kind of the nature of the neighborhood that you live in, whether or not that's okay or not. Yeah, and and with HOAs, the other thing is they're, they're mostly staffed by volunteers. And so you've got volunteers running around who may or may not be all that up to speed on what the rules say. Mm-hmm. And they see something that just sort of um, offends them viscerally. And so the first thing they do, since they're in a position of authority, is go send a letter saying, take it down. So did Glover ever figure out who first complained to the HOA? Well, r- right before we came in to chat, uh, Daniel, I got an email from her, and, sh- and, she th- and she got a phone call from a neighbor who told her that he is a, a, a military veteran, mm-hmm. and he was in particular offended because she was flying the British flag on the 4th of July. And so uh, she thinks he's the one who may have complained to someone, and that's what triggered this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, not as not as bad as it could be, I guess. Yeah, I mean, at least, uh, I don't know that it's an excuse, but at least uh, it, it, it's an explanation for maybe where it came from. Because she was pretty baffled by it. She lives on a cul-de-sac where everybody on the street just about flies an American flag on a daily mm-hmm. basis. And um, all those neighbors at least openly told her they were completely supportive of her flying the Union Jack. Mm-hmm. And... After reporting the story, what was the reaction you got from readers? Um, mostly it was from readers saying that they uh, uh, were offended on behalf of the woman who was told to take down the flag. You know, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of emails saying, this is America. You know, I mean, Great Britain is our ally, aren't they? I mean, why, why would you be offended by a, fl- by a British flag? That kind of thing. There were a couple people who were, as I mentioned earlier, were kind of trying to be supportive of the idea that maybe there is a place for an HOA to have some regulations over flags that would be generally regarded as offensive. And certainly if you're, you know, having something that's a message of hate, that's something that could be regulated versus something that's just a national identity. Right. I think that's where a lot of people would draw the line. But then what's hate speech to one person maybe is not to another. So, uh, I mean, these are the kinds of tricky issues that have been uh, vetted in our courts for for generations. Mm -hmm. And it just seems to be another chapter. So recently you heard news about what's happening with the flag. What's that? Yeah. So again, Shannon Glover, the woman, sent me an email today when I reached out to her to find out what kind of reaction had been going on. And she said she has heard from the attorney for the HOA that they are no longer going to ask her to remove the flag. You know, I, I was wondered when I wrote the story whether this was uh, maybe a reflection of the current of a, a, a kind of strong anti-immigrant strain that you see in public discourse uh-huh. these days. This kind of idea that... Uh, you know, every America first, you know, if you don't like it, go home kind of thing. And, and Shannon Glover, the woman in this story, kind of took it that way, too, that that might have been what was going on. But I think she's maybe a little bit relieved to, to understand maybe the origin was a military veteran offended about the flag flying on the 4th of July. Certainly. And Carmel Valley doesn't really strike you as particularly one side or the other when it comes to politics. It's rather middle of the road, if I'm correct, right? I don't really know the demographics of it, but <laughs> it's certainly not an area that you that you hear about as being a, a hotbed for anti-immigrant agitation. Mm-hmm. And to take that out on uh, British immigrants is kind of, you know, out, out of left field a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so too. And that, I think that's what added to a little bit of her uh, hurt and uh, and anger about what happened. Yeah, and the fact that we're having this conversation to show what contentious times we are living in. That's true. 
All right, John Wilkins, thank you so much. Thank you. In other community news, a plan to expand Carlsbad's trails is being criticized, as residents say the plan needs to include nighttime closures and better enforcement of regulations. Carlsbad already has 67 miles of trails, and according to the city's trails master plan, that would be increased to 100. Many of the city's trails are dirt paths. But the master plan also includes paved services in urban neighborhoods, such as the Coastal Rail Trail and the Seawall Walkway along Carlsbad Boulevard. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. Try out some of our other podcasts, too. Our ideas and opinion team hosts The Conversation, which features interviews with newsmakers and experts about San Diego news and issues. Our sports department hosts Hot Lava about all things Padres. To see all of our audio offerings, go to uniontrib.com slash podcasts. Until next time.